a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. You know I'm a nerd about Congress stuff, right? Here's a little confession. Let me peel back the curtain just a a little bit uh, and share with you the experience of of a congressional aide. Congress is a lot like high school. There are cool kids. There are nerdy kids. There are weird kids. Uh, there are kids there who do odd things, and uh, there are the kids that uh, eat lunch by themselves for whatever reason. Uh, no offense to those who sit by themselves. I know sometimes the peanut allergy kids have to eat by themselves. Uh, I don't mean to disparage them. Uh, but Congress, like I said, is a lot like high school. Uh, there are some big personalities, some big characters, and some who are pretty much wallflowers. You know, specialists uh, who dedicate their time and energy to to one particular issue, and they don't stray from that. They don't uh, make too many appearances on the big cable news shows. Uh, You don't hear uh, about them much here on this station. Anyway, one individual who I do believe you have heard of in the past, because he does take uh, as much advantage as he can of a camera when it's present. And this is a, a member of Congress from Texas, named Louis Gohmert. Now, Louis Gohmert is, he's, let's see, if, if we were in high school, how would I characterize Louis Gohmert? He, he's like the really outspoken guy uh, who's uh, a little bit quirky, uh, but you can always count on him to have something to say. And the teachers, they, the, the teachers tolerate him. They know he has uh, like streaks of genius in there. But at the same time, uh, he is sometimes a disruption to the rest of the class. That's how I would describe uh, Louis Gohmert if Congress were to be uh, high school. Now, why do I bring up Louis Gohmert? Well, yesterday, you know, we spent a lot of time on a hearing, a congressional hearing, which was taking place uh, before the, the House Committee on the Judiciary. There was one witness. And it was A.G. William Barr. He spoke at length about a number of things, about uh, uh, the use of federal police powers in Portland and elsewhere. Uh, He spoke about uh, the state of law enforcement in our nation. He spoke about whether or not his actions were being done or he had taken certain actions in an effort to further the, uh, the political career of his boss, the president. He denied that. Uh, I happen to believe that denial. Um, But that's a conversation for another day. The reason I bring this up today uh, and the reason why I bring up specifically Louis Gohmert uh, is that he, the the Republican from Texas, he was a member of the committee uh, questioning A.G. Barr just yesterday. He today, Representative Gohmert, was, past tense, scheduled to travel from Washington, D.C. to Uh, his home state of Texas, with the president on Air Force One. 
The way travel works, very simply, uh, you've seen this procedure play out. Uh, If you are traveling with the president, uh, often you report to the White House. Uh, You walk from the White House uh, onto the lawn. Uh, You board Marine One, which then lifts off uh, and crosses its way over to uh, Joint Base Andrews, where Air Force One is there, fueled and ready to fly. And you board that, and off you go. Now, before any of that happens, if you are a guest of the president, right now, under these uh, coronavirus precautions, there is a screening test that takes place. You are uh, screened uh, immediately upon arriving uh, and before you have any contact with anyone uh, in the president's circle. So Louis Gohmert appears to kick off this travel to Texas. He is given one of these uh, rapid screening tests and... Where do you think you're going with this? Yeah, of course. Louis Gohmert tests positive. Now, the interesting thing about Louis Gohmert is that he, I I don't really know the definition of anti-masker. I think that maybe uh, the definition is pretty self-evident. And it might be safe to say that Louis Gohmert has been an anti-masker. All right. Now, he justified that by saying, you know, me, uh, as a member of Congress who moves around and does all the uh, various activities I am required to do uh, by the virtue of my job, my profession, my elected office, I am so frequently tested, and I'm uh, not positive quite yet. Well, you're positive now, Mr. Gohmert. And because it was uh, not symptoms that kicked off uh, this test or triggered the test, uh, but rather the the screening which was required of him to travel with the president, uh, it's really unknown uh, for how long he has had the virus, for how long he has been COVID positive, and lesser known when and if he has been uh, contagious. I shouldn't say if. If you get the virus, you're probably contagious at some point. I don't know. We'll sort it out. Uh, But that kicked off uh, some great concern, particularly with A.G. William Barr. Why? Well, there was plenty of distance uh, between the, the House members yesterday and the witness, right? They're up there at the dais, uh, and there was great separation between them. There was, though, uh, for one moment, there was a bit of concern uh, from Chairman Nadler of this committee. In fact, I've got some audio here of a little bit of a scolding he handed down to uh, three uh, Republican members of, of the committee just yesterday upset over masks during uh, in the midst of the hearing. Here's that exchange. I would remind Mr. Jordan, Mr. Biggs, and Mr. Johnson to stop violating the rules of the committee, to stop violating the safety of the members of the committee, to stop um, holding themselves out as not caring by refusing to wear their masks. Is it permissible it, it, to drink it is, a sip of coffee? It is not permissible. Not, not to drink. We can't drink I'm coffee ready to ask in the room. Now, get ready to ask Mr. questions. Mr. Um, and I will. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Gates is recognized. No, no, no. no he, 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 went. He, he went, and that's why I took off my mask, Mr. Mike, Chairman. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. It's like three stooges, but there are four of them. Uh, so that that's a tangent. But Jerry Nadler, chairman of the committee, there, he you can't see it obviously because we're here on the radio. But as he was delivering that rebuke to those three uh, members, Jordan, Biggs, and Johnson, uh, Chairman Nadler, uh, he had his mask uh, down below, down hanging below his chin. And interestingly, the, the type of mask he was uh, using, it's one, one of those that you wear uh, when you're in like the workshop sanding and you, you want to prevent like sawdust from getting in your mouth um, and in your nose and in your lungs. 
that's an irrelevant detail, but uh, I share it so that you can picture how uh, it was hanging, uh, just dangling below uh, Jerry Nadler's chin as he was, again, rebuking these three members. Anyway, <sighs> there was distance between them, and Jerry Nadler was taking the precautions very seriously. And yet, there is video footage of the very end of the hearing as everyone is uh, leaving the room. You can see, uh, in one instance, uh, A.G. William Barr walking outside of the hearing chamber or the committee chamber. He's not wearing a mask. And who is right next to him, not two strides away, certainly less than uh, six feet away, uh, but uh, Louis Gohmert, the Texas representative who has tested positive. And uh, so I, you know, I bring that up to just share with you. <laughs> well, first off, it's hilarious. Uh, not so much that they've contracted this virus, but that, uh, you know, that for all of the precautions that are being taken, um, that you know something slipped through. Luckily, there's a system in place to catch it, uh, even if the individual in question is not safeguarding themselves uh, uh, too strictly. I, one other detail I'd share with you is that after being informed of his positive status, he traveled not home for quarantine, mind you, but he went to his D.C. office where he is requiring a full staff to report for duty each day. Um, and this is not a, a political thing. I, I've been keeping in pretty good contact with uh, my former coworkers and colleagues uh, there in Washington, D.C., congressional aides. And as time has gone on, I've asked them, how, how is Congress operating on the staff level? Are staffers reporting for duty? Uh, are the offices full? And uh, many offices are empty. M many offices are, are completely uh, closed and dark, and the aides are working remotely. Uh, in the few uh, instances where there are staffers reporting for duty, there are uh, some sort of precautionary uh, systems set up where you'll have a few in the office uh, one, two, three days a week, and then uh, you have uh, like a B squad or a secondary team uh, which is reporting for duty on the alternating days, uh, similar to what we saw uh, handed down by the Davis School District uh, just yesterday. There's an alternating uh, plan to things. Anyway, Louis Gomert having an office full is an oddity. We're going to keep our focus set on Congress right now. Right now, as you and I speak here, there are giant tech CEOs offering testimony and answering questions of lawmakers right now, looking at antitrust issues, Google, Facebook, Apple, and Amazon, all testifying now. We'll jump into that hearing next on Live Mike here on KSL News Radio.